So what up? This is Josh Mitchell, your host of Real Sales. It's been it's been a while. I think I've been out of this for probably almost a year and a half. And um it's been difficult to just kind of stay out of this realm. Um, but I've had work to do. I had more important things to do than um be recording podcast, and it 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 just kind of took a lot of my time, and so I've kind of took a back seat to this. Um, but I've missed it. I've missed being um, able to help different people across the world. I've been um, I've been missing just kind of being behind there and giving my opinions, even though some people don't like them. Um, and so I've kind of missed it. So I've decided to get back at this, and I changed the name as everybody knows me as BDC Raw. Auto Disruptor, so many different things. Um, but the BDC Raw was um, a name that, that I called a conference. And, and one day, we'll, <laughs> uh, due to COVID, we didn't have that one. One day, we'll have it. I promise you that. It will be back. But I decided to change the name because over the course of the last two years, um, my role at the dealership, my role um, in my career has kind of taken a couple different switches and changes and and um, it's not that I've stepped away from being in the BDC um, and, and all the things that are encompassing to a BDC, but I have kind of taken uh, a different role in the dealership um, from the marketing side to sales director to uh, now being on the desk as a sales manager slash sales director slash marketing director slash internet manager slash BDC manager slash I'm sure there's something else in there. And so it's made me have a different perspective um, on on different things. And I can't be stuck in just being Mr. BDC, even though that is my world. That's what I grew up in. That's what I got my start in. And that's what I will continue to always talk about and continue to help those people that are in business development centers and, and those types of things. But I have decided that I would change the name because my perspective has changed and um I've been in some different scenarios now. And so I've decided to change the name to Real Sales because I wanted to do everything encompassed in the automotive space when it comes to sales, even on the service side of sales, um, to bring a more well-rounded uh, podcast to you guys. And so if you are listening, if you have been listening to, I, you know, it's funny because I get alerts and different things when people listen to my podcast. And I haven't, like I said, it's been a year and a half. When I get my analytics for my podcast and I have uh, the 20 people that are still listening that have downloaded it, I wonder who that 20 people are. And I get it's only 20 people, but I love that those 20 people are still consuming my content. And so I will, um, this is the first one of this one. Um, this is going to be a weekly thing. I'm going to stick to that. I have Frank Lopes as my mentor and ass kicker. I think it's probably the best word for it when I need a good swift kick in the ass. Uh, Frank is always there to help me out. And, um, you know, so I, I want to do this. It's not just for me. It's for everyone um, that's listening and wants to listen to me. It is it is something I need to get off my chest at times. But it ultimately is to help everyone in the industry. And this one um, comes kind of uh, with everything that's going on in our automotive world. I'm going to call this, um, but you either are part of the change or the reason for the change. So you're a part of the change or a reason for the change. And we've seen that 
through with all the things that are coming up with the EVs. And that's a whole other podcast if you want me to talk about EVs. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But uh, with with what's going on with the EVs and how manufacturers are wanting to try to sell these, they're trying to taking try to take the aspect of Tesla. And I feel that Tesla's model is a failing model. And you all can have your arguments on why it's not, but there's no dealer involved. There's not there's a lot of issues with the way that they do business, in my opinion, as a dealer. Now You've had Ford come out talking about how they want to sell their EVs direct to consumers. Then they backpedaled. You have GM now with their new program that is basically a one-person scenario uh, where they take it from start to finish um, with their new way of selling an EV. And the writing is on the wall. Now, I could be wrong on this and... And a year later, two years later, 10 years later, you listen to this and you go, Josh, you were you completely hit this wrong. And I'm OK with that. But I will tell you, my perspective has always been forward thinking, always been consumer. Um, some would call me a consumer advocate, I guess. But I've always thought about the consumer and their uh, whole, whole experience with the dealership. And so there's the there's all different factors that have come across. You've got Carvana, which is no salesperson. There's no pretty much anybody involved in this. Still someone, but it sucks. But you've had the Carvana. You've got Bravo, Car Bravo with, with GM. And uh, now you have their EV side of it. Uh, you have uh, Ford talking about selling cars direct to consumers. You have EV companies that are selling direct to consumers without a salesperson, without a finance person, without a manage, sales manager, without anybody. And that concerns me, obviously, being in the dealership world. Um, but it also makes me think that um, there's a time where we have to shift our business and our mindset to going more towards where everybody else is trying to take us. Because the reality is, if you want to eliminate or strengthen or, or I was in by say lengthen, nobody wants to lengthen the process. But if you want to make the, the process quicker for your consumers, we as dealers are the best ones to be able to figure this out. Um, during COVID, we were able to uh, deliver vehicles to consumers, go pick up vehicles to get serviced, uh, we were able to do different things during that time. And then we got kind of back into 1985 when it was pretty much we had very little inventory. And if you want it and we have it, you'll come buy it. And we got spoiled. And we went backwards on what taught us through the COVID time where we were getting more and more okay with working a car deal over the phone, working a car deal via text, working a car deal via snail mail email. We were okay with being able to do that. And then the moment that we shifted backwards, we went 10 years back behind us and went back to get them in the door. And I am so sick. I hate, I hate, I hate, I about to drop the F-bomb. I'm going to try to clean this up just a little bit, but I hate the just get them in the door mentality. Because we went the entire time of COVID, almost two years, some longer where we were just doing business the best that we possibly could the way that we could then. And then when that kind of shifted back and people got back to normal, we wanted to go way back to normal 10 years ago where we didn't even, it was just a get them in mentality. And so 
you either are a part of the change or the reason for the change. And there's been companies that have popped out because when one thing that I've noticed with Ford and with GMs is they're eliminating one piece of the puzzle that seems to have had some issues. Um, and that's the finance department. They're wanting to eliminate the finance department in a way, and they're wanting to go just one person throughout the entire process. So it speeds up the process in theory. And so we, I've, I've looked at A to Z, love the people over at A to Z. I've even have, have it inside the dealership, and we've had our issues because it's a whole different ballgame. But it's an amazing, amazing software. And it allows you to take a customer from A to Z, hence the name. Uh, and there's other ones out there. I'm not just saying them, but I don't know any other names. Uh, but A to Z, you can take the customer from A to Z with one person. And then I see where, where Chevrolet and GM is doing this one-person approach to their EV program. And I'm going, holy shit, this might be something. This might be the future of our industry. And then I have finance people that are my friends that see this coming and they ultimately are, are against it. And I understand by all means, I'm understanding on that because that's your way of life. And then there's this whole section of people who are like, well, just fuck it. Get rid of the, the finance department completely. We don't really need those people because we could do this. And that's wrong because the people that are in finance departments, there are good, they're bad. There, there are some good ones, there are some bad ones. There are some great ones. But the good and the great outnumber the bad. And they will still need to have a role inside your dealership. There is still a need if you go towards this, even if Chevy and GM and Ford push this down our throats, the finance department will still need to be a part of the dealership. It just might be in a different way. And then I see other dealerships who fight back at this and they say, well, that's just never going to happen. It's never going to work. There's reasons for it, compliance. And I get that. But, and then you have dealerships that don't have salespeople, which is their fault. Salespeople who aren't ready for that because they're not, they didn't even hire the caliber of people that they needed to be able to do something like this. And so we have to change the way we hire, but you're either going to be a part of it or you're going to be the reason for it. And the reason for it is there's a lot of things I grew up in the mortgage. When I grow up in business, I've spent eight years in the mortgage business where um, we had some really good times and it was great and things were going amazing. We were doing mortgages left, right, and the other. And I call them uh, what they call ninja loans, no income, no job. We did a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have in an industry. And then when all hell broke loose, we were the ones looked at on the reasons why the economy just collapsed. And it was a witch hunt. And they went for regulation and government regulations on how we did business and how we did it and how much we can make and how those things are going to happen. Well, I'm here to tell you that us as an industry, as automotive, we have gone through amazing years. We have gone through a two-year period where we've made more money than we have ever made, you know, charging over MSRP, charging customers more on used cars than we ever have. 
giving people more than they ever expected out of their vehicle because of the times. And I can tell you my fear is that that regulations from the government and people looking into our industry, that we're going to see some regulations come down on us. And if we're not careful, that's what's going to happen. And the way that we do business today is not how we're going to be able to do it in the coming future. Because you look at GM, you look at, at Tesla, you look at Carvana, you look at Ford, you look at all these things, and there's a correlation on what is happening. And they're trying to eliminate certain people and certain processes. Now, will it work? I don't know. Are there good things of going to a one-person approach? Yes. Are there some things that go that are more difficult on a one-person approach? Yes. But I can tell you that if we master it, our companies will make more money. And it doesn't mean you're eliminating your, your finance department because that is ludicrous that you think that you can get into this and just all of a sudden eliminate your finance department. There are places for those people that is just a different capacity um, inside your dealership. There's still certain things when the deal gets hairy that you need someone with 10 years of finance experience and knows how to get that deal hung. And so are we going to be a part of the change or the reason for it? Because the reason for it out, outnumbers all the reasons why we can't, why we can't change. Why can't we just change how we're going about our business? You have dealerships across the country. Some of them that I think, wow, how in the hell are they able to do it? And I'm at a dealership selling three and three fifty and four hundred cars a month, and I was like, holy shit, how is this even possible? But the reality is, is it is possible to have a better consumer experience, to have a better consumer um, time at the dealership, to be able to sell products that the customer knows what they bought. You want to know the reason why this shift is because of the outweighing moments of, of, of finance departments, dealerships, giving people products that they didn't even know they bought. That's the reason why this is in talk. That's the reason why regulations will come down. The fact that we charge over MSRP and didn't tell customers and had them order cars and then they showed up and said, hey, just FYI, it's $10,000 over sticker. Never told them at the very beginning. That's why we got an email from GM. Those are the reasons why. And so why can't we just be part of the change and not the reason for the change? Why can't we look at Ways of doing our business that will make us better, not eliminating people out of the dealership, getting them more involved inside the dealership and the inner workings. Because I can tell you, a one-person approach is much harder than you think. And it is it takes much more than just a desk manager. It takes much more than just that salesperson. It is a huge, huge time investment for the dealership to be able to accomplish this one person, and I'm using quotations on that, in order to make it work and work effectively. That means that your finance department needs to be involved. That means your finance department needs to have a hand in this. That means your finance department eventually becomes desk managers because that's what is needed. 
because that's what is going to, that is the, if you're looking as a finance manager and you're like, holy shit, the end is coming for me. No, it's not. It just means you change a little bit. Your experience, your knowledge is far more important going forward into this industry than you could ever imagine if this is what is going to happen. If we're going towards a, a eliminating type of that type of environment, going to the box, as we call it, if we're eliminating that side of it and we're going to this one person approach, then it is more important that you're inside the dealership involved with the, the salesperson desking the deal, prepping them for what to sell the customer, loading their lips on how to. That is more important now than ever. And so it's not that you're getting eliminated. It's just you're having to change. And so are you going to be a part of the change? Because right now you're part of the reason for the change because of all the negative things that were said. True, yes, some. False, some. But the reason why we're having the conversations that we're having and going towards this approach is because of those things. And so with pressure from our, our OEMs, with pressure from our consumers, with pressure from us trying to evolve in this new business, there will be some change that you need to be involved in. And so, yeah, I'm preaching to finance managers and finance directors across the country right now, because the fact of the matter is, is this type of programs are out there and the pressure from the OEMs are there. And we need you guys more than ever because you are the most important people that we have inside the dealership to help us with something like this. Because I've seen in too many dealerships where the finance department gets wind of this and it is a full-fledged backlash. There's side meetings. There's all kinds of different things. They're trying to eliminate us. They're trying to get rid of us. There's so many things that go negative when a, a dealership brings something like this on board. But the reality is, is we need you more than ever. And so embrace the change that is coming. That's what I'm going to preach to you right now. Embrace the change that is coming because people in the, in the finance department, sales managers, salesmen who are wanting to move up and get into better positions and provide better money for their families and all those different things, change. Embrace the change that is coming. Think about different ways of being able to do business. Think about ways to do things different than how we've always done it. That's been my biggest thing. Stop thinking like a dealer. Back in fucking 2014, 2015, I don't even remember. I'm getting older. I start forgetting things. But stop thinking like a dealer. Start thinking about a, like a business person. Because this is our business. This is our future. This is how we grow. This is how we take over market share. It's because we're willing to do something that someone isn't. And not just going backlash, going backwards to where we used to be. Because that's not fun. Let's go into the future. Let's make our own future. Doesn't mean you have to do it just like everyone else. But let's go forward. Let's change the way we do business. It doesn't have to go to the box. Let's think about this. Think on our feet. As a finance manager, get out of your seat. As a sales manager, get out of your seat. Go close the deal. Go, go do things out there where the customer doesn't feel intimidated because they're sitting across from you at a desk and now they feel intimidated because they're in the box. Let's do things different as we move forward. 
Yes, maybe we go to a one-person approach. But I can tell you, as, as finance managers, as finance directors, as sales managers, our job needs to step up more than ever. And so are you going to be a part of the change? Or are you going to be the reason for it? <laughs>